Hello, welcome to Prince Track by Track. I'm your host, Darren, and today we're going to be talking about, well, we're covering three tracks that are kind of one track. Uh, Affirmations 1 and 2, uh, the song Way Back Home, which follows straight on from Affirmation 1 or 2, and the final track from Artificial Age, which is Affirmation 3, which itself is mostly comprised of uh, an extended sample of Way Back Home. Um, it, this was recorded in the spring-summer of 2014 at Paisley Park and released on the 30th of September 2014. On the track, uh, we have Leanna Le Havis doing her um, kind of narration, which, you know, forms the overall um, kind of narrative of Artificial Age. Uh, she's on a couple of other tracks doing roughly the same thing. Uh, you obviously have Prince and Joshua Welton. Uh, on Way Back Home, we have some backing vocals from a uh, lady called Delilah, uh, who we can talk about once we get into the track. And then on Affirmation 3, we have uh, a flute, um, I believe, and uh, some kind of other horns from Kathy Jensen and Jenny Holman. The tracks are 40 seconds, 3 minutes 5, and 3.27. And joining me to talk about today is Chambers Stevens. Hello, Chambers. Hello, I'm very excited to be here. It's kind of odd because uh, I de- for like a genre, um, as, as ever, I'm sure you will know, uh, I have difficulty landing on this, but um, this kind of feels a little bit like... Um, kind of um i don't i don't know what to call it like a new age mystical kind of rock it's 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 kind of a i think it would definitely qualify in the new age category if you're in the grammys they would call this definitely new age and back way before you were born like in the 80s uh they would have all these tapes that we would listen to where we would have affirmations like you know you can lose weight and they would have songs like this on it that's what it feels like it feels like a, a, a oddly it feels like a kind of throwback to like the 80s uh, but the production is very 90s um, or kind of 2000s, uh, particularly with the once again, Prince is using String Genius, which I, 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 you know, I've looked into it myself and I don't fully understand. But I think it's like a string sample site where you can effectively put in certain kind of arrangements that you want. And it kind of does a, a realistic arrangement of them. Obviously, at this point, Claire Fisher. Had, I, I looked I looked too at yeah. that. And that was like it's so weird. Like you can just call them up and just like say, hey, I need this for this. And then they like just. I can't tell. Do they actually send you actually live things, or did just they just have a bunch of different stuff? I don't know. I think you have to pay on the site to kind of find out the exact details. <laughs> so I wasn't willing to oh. spend money to figure out what String Genius did for you. <laughs> I get it. Uh, but I guess at this point, it's a substitute for Claire Fisher. Obviously, Claire Fisher had passed a few years before this anyway, and so I guess without Claire Fisher, Prince decided to. I get. I'm guessing on the advice of Joshua Welton to use this kind of string arrangement thing, and the string arrangement are something that's kind of it's stronger on Affirmation Three than Way Back Home. I would say, like the basis of Affirmation Three is this kind of this very kind of light string arrangement, and then the kind of the chords from Way Back Home and the backing vocals from Way Back Home kind of get brought back into the song, um, you know, and, and that that kind of forms the basis of the rest of Affirmation Three, which. You know, it's mostly little bits and pieces of uh, Leanna Le Havis. Um, kind of, it's weird because it reminds me a little bit of the kind of the segues from Rainbow Children. Um, oh, okay. Where it would, Except you can understand these. You can't understand those segues at all. Those are like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, yes, those are all slowed down. Whereas here, Prince has at least gone to the, you know, picked a, you know, Leanne Le Havis to kind of, 
come in and actually narrate this for Prince, uh, so you can clearly understand. And let's just say how what a beautiful, fantastic voice she has. Oh yeah, no, it's it's one of the highlights of this this album for me. Um, you know, I, I'm sure sure I said it in the Clouds episode. Like I just love her her kind of vocals on that. Um, and she has, you know, being English like myself, she has a wonderful speaking voice. Um, and we get we get <laughs> we get a little bit of like, and why I say this reminds me of um, Rainbow Children is obviously in Rainbow Children there's a whole thing about how you know in the I can't remember what he said, but he gave it some weird kind of uh, uh, kind of I don't know what to call it like jargon where he was talking about how you know the whole stuff in family name where it's like you know to kind of procreate you have to have this and you have to be noted in this book and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and he, again it opens here in affirmation one with before you have any interaction with members of the opposite sex we're gonna have to debrief you thoroughly over the course of the next few sessions and I'm I'm like okay all right then like that's a weird affirmation to start out with but you know he at this time at this time I'm rereading a lot of the books on Prince right now at this time he was celibate he said he was celibate yeah and and aren't are isn't Joshua and his wife aren't they they're kind of born again so they're like they're not Jehovah's witnesses aren't they like you know Christian Christian contemporary Christian kind of I people? can't say that I've ever really pried into the like their particular religion, but uh, yeah, they do like, uh, yeah, they do strike me as um, kind of Christian. Again, Prince was a very private person. So at the same time, he might've just been saying it just so that people would stop asking questions, Um, you know, which is something. Yeah, but you know, but, but you're true, but he did say this publicly that he was celibate. And then now we have this whole thing in the affirmation one about his interaction with members of the opposite sex. So that, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, and it talks about today we're going to start off with some simple affirmations that will automatically, uh, sorry, will be automatically induced to your memory temple that you can upload to a hard drive and review at your desire. What I love is that the Prince always has this kind of slightly weird technological thing where he's slightly behind the times. So the reference to a hard drive, like it sounds futuristic, like this whole thing of like your memory temple um, and all this kind of stuff. It's like, but then it's still got to be uploaded to a hard drive. Um, and I'm like, Prince, come on, at this point we're using flash memory, like, uh, you know, it's like, it's just, it's a lot less moving parts, you know, it's a lot simpler to use, you know, like, um, but yeah, I do, I do kind of like this, this weird, how it switches to this kind of weird, like science fiction thing where it's, it reminds me a little bit of Vanilla Sky where all of a sudden Tom Cruise is in the future. And if you, if you remember the end of that film, (laughs) it's, uh, well, you know, Prince was obsessed with the matrix, the film, the matrix. Yeah. And uh, my kid um, goes to school with Lawrence Fishburne's daughter, okay? And Lawrence told me that he was so obsessed with The Matrix that um, he kept bug- when they when they finished The Matrix 1, Lawrence said that Prince kept bugging him to tell him what was going to happen on Matrix 2, okay? And Lawrence said, no, I can't tell you what's going to happen on Matrix 2. And then he was getting ready to go to see Prince in concert, and Prince says, don't worry, I'll hook you up with tickets. And when Lawrence and his new fiance got there, um, the tickets were on the very back row. And Prince yelled out, see, if you didn't tell me what's happening on Matrix 2, you have to sit in the back row. Yeah, it does have a kind of Matrixy feel to it uh, in terms of like the science fiction tropes that he's talking about here. Like the idea of having memories and uploading them to hard drives and all that kind of stuff. Um, but then importantly, we start with the first affirmation uh, in the song, which is labeled kind of incorrectly, I guess, affirmation one and two, because 
we never kind of get the second affirmation in this particular 40 seconds. Uh, affirmation number one being there are no such words as me or mine. Uh, words of this nature were introduced into society as a control mechanism which systematically first divided the subjects individually and then as a collective. Um, and from now on, any person or object whosoever that, that requires your attention is something that has veered from its path and preordained destiny of total enlightenment. Now, interestingly, that, that last sentence appears as the start of Way Back Home. Um, so if you ever just yes. listen to Way Back Home by yourself, which uh, in recent weeks I have been doing anyway, uh, you know, uh, off this album, it has kind of become one of my favorite songs probably because I visited Prince's home. And so I was like, I need to listen to songs about Paisley Park. Uh, so I, I was listening to the song Paisley Park, Big White, I keep calling it Big White Mansion, White Mansion, um, you know, and Way Back <laughs> Home, you know, songs where Prince kind of directly referenced his own kind of like um, his own house. And so it's interesting that that kind of that second affirmation bleeds into Way Back Home. Um, and uh, before we recorded, I said this, but I think that kind of some of the stuff that's in Way Back Home um, is kind of Prince's second affirmation, um, you know, which is interesting because in the first one, it's like there is no me or mine. And then Prince has a song that is pretty much a, it has tons of eyes in, you know, the now what I am and I, until I find my way back home. Like there's a lot of kind of first person stuff going on in Way Back right. Home right after the first right. affirmation has said there's no like possessions or whatever like this it's it's a it's a really weird kind of way for the first affirmation to define things that way and then prince kind of to kind of come out with this song which is a bit more about you know um him finding his way back home i love i mean i i love that idea there's no me or mine words of this nature introduced to society as a control mechanism I, I think this is beautiful uh and i love that you know he's i love the way it writes you know first individually and then as a collective you know sometimes like in Sometimes in like tracks like Rosario in the 1999 New Masters, he can be it can be incomprehensible to me what he's saying. But this is to me is very clear, and like I, I just I love it that he's kind of setting up. You know, at this time he is really thinking a lot about a lot of different things and philosophically it seems like, and so I think it's really beautiful. And then the lyrics to Way Back Home are to me the opposite of this kind of, like you just said, they're totally the opposite. You know, I mean, they, they don't even seem like the same person kind of wrote it. Yeah. I, I find it interesting that Prince allows like the kind of affirmation one and two to bleed into way back home in this way. Um, like this album hasn't really done that a lot. Like there are a couple of tracks where a tiny bit of the previous song kind of bleeds into the next song, but like not in a way that kind of connects it all together as one, uh, you know, as like, you know, Love Sexy was like kind of it's it's not like that this album is kind of designed to be listened to as long, long, one long track. And the fact that Affirmation 3 is separated from Affirmation 1 and 2 and Way Back Home, um, it suggests, you know, like, I, I mean, if I was Prince, I would have had this as the final three tracks in a row. I wouldn't have split them up into the different parts on the album. But it's just interesting that the kind of the idea of Way Back Home is kind of divorced from Affirmation 3, even though it's a lead-in from Affirmation 1 and 2. So the sequencing of it is interesting. What do you think that means exactly? What do you think that actually means? Any person or object whatsoever that requires your attention is something that has veered from its path and preordained destiny of total enlightenment. So if, you know, it's like, sorry, I'm, is that like saying, sorry, I've, I've ignored you, but... Uh, you know what? Because I need because you need my attention so much, you're not doing what you need to be doing. I well, I think it's saying that the other person needs to concentrate on their, you know, their enlightenment, 
and not disturb your enlightenment. <laughs> like, which again, yeah, it does it does seem a little bit like, oh, I'm sorry, I ghosted you, but you know, I, I was busy getting <laughs> I was busy getting enlightened, and you should be doing the same thing too. Like, yes, you, sh- you shouldn't like... be you shouldn't be pestering me. You know, leave me alone and just get on with enlightening yourself. You veered from your path, and your path is one that is it runs parallel to me, and it does not at any point cross. Um, right. You know, that's why it's that's what it does. It does seem. I mean, the first half of the affirmation kind of is is kind of interesting, and then it it does kind of. It does. It's weird because it does feel like that belongs with way back home more than the you know the first affirmation. Like it's it's yeah. almost like Prince is is kind of starting to wall things up a little bit and be like, look, you know, we've if we're all going to take this whole affirmation thing seriously, pay attention to your stuff and I'll pay attention to my stuff and I you know we won't kind of spend each other you know a lot of time kind of um, getting in each other's way, um, which uh, you know. Again, like the the kind of preordained destiny of total enlightenment is is a, an interesting phrase because it's like I I don't like I don't know that that really ever I don't know the prince ever really kind of touches on that in this actual song like it, there's nothing in here that feels like enlightenment it feels very much like uh, a down to earth prince um, expressing this idea that you know at the age of um, what like 56 57 um he kind of just wants to be left alone and <laughs> doesn't want people bothering him and no you know. you're right you're right the song has is is kind of lonely it makes yeah. me feel lonely for him like he's in this big white mansion lo- alone and it, it kind of it, to me it has kind of a, a sadness to it it's it's absolutely a beautiful song but it it that affirmation is kind of like you know it seems almost like an excuse, like this is why, like this is why I've been ghosting you. This is because we know that he ghosted a lot of people. We know that's like his one of his mo's that he did that a lot, and we, yeah. it just seems kind of sad. Yeah, and I, I mean, yeah, I, I think the thing about way back home is, um, like, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, uh, you know, about a couple of months ago when I started to listen to this song more frequently, um, the like the first time I listened to it, which had been maybe the first time in about you know six or seven months that I actually listened to it properly. Uh, it did kind of instantly make me kind of like tear up because I was like, this sounds like a person who is very lonely and is trying to kind of rationalize it um, in some ways. And kind of, um, you know, the fact that he's just saying, you know, I want to, uh, you know, the, uh, the the kind of phrase I'm happiest when I can see my way back home. And this is, you know, this is Prince who um, had, I mean, he, he hadn't, he kind of toured a little bit in kind of 11, 12 but he, he hadn't really kind of embarked on like a big tour in a while. So it's kind of interesting that he's like, you know, I just want to kind of go back home. This Obviously, he enjoyed touring. He enjoyed playing live, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it's interesting that this is him saying, look, you know, I I just want to go back to the house that I built in Minneapolis to be right. away from everyone. You know, like um, it, it like the whole point of him building Paisley Park was to be able to spend 24 hours a day just recording songs and being creative and not be pestered by anybody in the entire outside world, uh, including, you know, record executives and, and whoever. So, like, it's kind of interesting that that's where he sees himself as, like, being happiest. Um, and it does kind of paint this picture as, you know, someone who is kind of wandering around this mansion kind of lonely. But, you know, here's another thought, though. I thought when I heard it that home was heaven, yeah, that he is as a Christian is saying, you know, like, um, you know, because Christians believe that the, the home is a better place, you know, heaven is a better place than we are. So he's saying to him, he's saying that, you know, I was born and I had this whole thing happen to me, but now I'm finding my way back 
to heaven to, yeah. to God's I arms. mean, I'm taking the, the, the kind of, he starts off in the literal thing of like, you know, I never wanted a typical life uh, scripted role. And he says trophy wife, <laughs> which I feel is a, a little bit of a jab at both of his previous wives. Um, you know, and he does say all I ever wanted was to be left alone and see my beds made up at night. So that's like, very, like, although the song might take a spiritual direction later on, he starts with the very practical, you know. No, I think it, I think it takes a spiritual direction after yeah. the word alone. He says, see my beds made up at night because in my dreams. And right then is when he says, see my yeah. beds made up at night. He's not, he, didn't, he didn't go home to see his bed made up. He, the, the bed's made up because he is spiritually roaming the cosmos, you know, or this consciousness yeah. dreaming. Yes, I would say like, it starts with the most kind of practical, like, leave me alone um, in the words of Michael Jackson. Um, in that song where he said that over and over again. Um, not, not, not the, the subtlest oh, yeah. of songs. Right, um, right. Whereas Prince here is like, yeah, you know, I didn't want a typical life. And then immediately he's kind of, in my dreams I roam. Um, and like you say, then he expresses, he's trying to find his way uh, back back home. Um, and I do kind of love the, the kind of the backing vocals kind of joining in um, as he kind of starts saying, you know, I'm trying to find my way back back home like just the he doesn't say just you know way back home straight away he kind of that, that that little repetition in there is just a way of kind of delaying the fact that this song doesn't really have a chorus either this is something that was kind of common in you're right in some songs of that prince had kind of done in the in kind of you know from the kind of 2000s onwards it was rare that prince kind of went to a chorus and you know we don't really like the chorus is just you know find my way back home until i find my way back like i literally just repeated a couple of times at the end of you know like uh the, the kind of the second and the fourth um uh stanzas i guess we could call them um you know uh and then when he says there's so many reasons there's so many reasons why that's where we kind of get this, uh, I don't know, this kind of drum sound that comes in. The kind of, the with the little kind of, yeah, that kind of, yeah, the little yeah, the right. little kind of delay that kind of, it's there's like a hit and then you get the kind of delay. Uh, it's kind of almost like a trip hop kind of uh, production sound. Um, it's kind of very big and I don't know, I really, I really enjoy it. It's, it's kind of one of the things that kind of, for me, like when I'm, the music on the track is, you know, like I love the vocals, but the music is the thing that really kind of sells me on this song. Right. It also sounds kind of what I like, like. Like, let's go back to the background. I love Delilah's voice in that. It's so beautiful. I've never heard of her before, and she is absolutely her beautiful voice. And then that drum sound is kind of low tech, and so she has this. You know, like the song is very high tech, and it sounds like you said the production sounds very clear, and yet that drums come out low tech kind of sound. And then those beautiful ethereal vocal, uh, like background vocals of Delilah's are gorgeous yeah and i mean uh, this feels like a good time to kind of speak about delilah um interestingly she's only she's like uh she was born in 1990 so she's younger than the batman album and Ooh. uh <laughs> born in born in paris but to british parents so she is uh she, you know she kind of lives in britain and she you know she basically has only released one album and that was in 2012 and you know she's done kind of like guest stuff since um, but it's uh, there's a few kind of singles off it, uh, in particular the song Go, 
which was like the first single, and that opens up with a, a kind of quote of uh, from uh, Shaka Khan's "Ain't Nobody." Um, you know, oh. linking it to Prince. Um, and apparently Sha- right. Shaka Khan was a big fan of that song. Uh, you know, she kind of approved the use of the kind of the lyrics being sung. Uh, and she does have a wonderful voice. Like I would, I would say, you know, go out there and kind of, you know, listen to some of the stuff that she's done uh, because, you know, she has a, a really kind of strong, distinctive voice, um, you know. And I mean, it, to, to me, it's like kind of a pity that she hasn't done anything kind of in almost almost exactly seven years ago. Her debut album came out. Wow. So, uh, yeah, so it's like it's, you know, I'm hoping that maybe she'll do something, you know, maybe release a second album sometime soon. You know, she's uh, she's kind of done like a lot of kind of um, support stuff. Um, she toured with Prince uh, in 2012 on the Australian leg of his tour, and you know, obviously, that's you know one of the reasons why she uh, she kind of ended up singing on Way Back Home, and then of course she's singing on Affirmation. Wait, wait, wait. So, so wait, wait. Was she touring as a singer, or just touring? I mean, was she like uh, with him as a singer, or just? Hanging out. Yeah, she she was what she was his like uh, she was his like opening act for uh, a few uh, Australian gigs in in May of two thousand twelve. Oh. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, and uh, and then it's interesting because obviously she's doing the backing vocals on Way Back Home along with Leanne Le Havis. I think I can hear her voice in there, but you know, there's a lot of layering going on. Um, and then obviously the the sample of uh, Way Back Home is then repeated in Affirmation Three, uh, but I don't think obviously she had to come back in for the production of affirmation three It's basically just Prince sampling himself. Right. Um, right, right, but yeah, right, right. That, that, but the thing is like, uh, you know, artificial age is like kind of the last thing that she has kind of sung on. Uh, so, you know, she hasn't kind of released anything in the, in that kind of time. Um, you know, so, but I would, I would love to hear some more stuff from her. You know, the stuff off her first album was really good. Um, uh, and like I say, she's got a really kind of distinct voice. Um, you know, so it's it's kind of nice that I, I don't know. It's really weird because there's a few kind of people that Prince worked with in his last few albums who have kind of become a lot bigger. In one case, obviously being Lizzo, um, who you know now is probably you know gigantic. Um, but uh, it's there's also some that he worked with who kind of don't seem to have done anything else. <laughs> and uh, Delilah seems to be one of those where it's like uh, you know yeah, I, right. maybe if Prince had been around for a couple more years, she might have worked with him again. Maybe he would have done like a you know an album like he did with Andy Allo. Like maybe like it just feels like there was a missed opportunity there that you know if she'd have got a bit more of a chance to work with Prince, maybe uh, she would have put something out. But you know she's very young; she's only twenty eight. So whatever she does next, you know I'll be interested to see what she does. Yeah, I took me too. I totally agree. It's, she's really beautiful singer. I mean, it's, it's really her voice is beautiful. Yeah, um, and then you know we kind of get to the kind of the, I don't know. I don't know if I want to call it like the the bridge, but the second stanza where you know this kind of there's so many reasons why, and Prince says I don't belong here, um, but now that I am, I without fear, uh, I am gonna conquer with no fear. Um, and that might, I mean, that is where it does feel like it's turning a bit more religious. Um, like, like the idea of, you know, what Prince not belonging here, but he's, you know, fighting with fear and he's going to conquer. Like, again, that it feels like we are taking, a, you know, a bit of a direction more towards uh, the religious. Uh, and that's where we do get the, you know, until I find my way back home, which is, you know, the kind of effectively but, the chorus. Line. But, you know, also he what he could be doing in that moment is that could be his second affirmation. He's gonna conquer with no fear. That could be what he's yeah, saying. Yeah, like that. That fits as well. I, f- I feel like somewhere in here is meant to be a second affirmation that obviously Prince forgot to kind of label up as affirmation too. Um, and <laughs> I guess any of these statements could be taken of as you know, like um, you know, trying to find your way back home could be an affirmation. Um, you know, conquer with uh, with no fear. That could be an affirmation. 
Um, you know, I think kind of the, this, this I mean, the song has a, a certain melancholy, particularly, you know, um, I don't belong here. Like that, that kind of statement from Prince, it's like, um, you know, it's like, it's, it's kind of a vulnerability, like the idea that maybe, you know, he like, like whatever he's doing at this point in his life, maybe it's not what he wants to do. You know, he's just kind of doing music because that's all he knows how to do. But it's like, you know, this kind of thought that maybe he doesn't belong here, particularly when you know that this is, you know, um, you know, merely a couple of years before his death. It's kind of like, well, I mean, you know, you can't read anything to it because obviously his death was by all accounts accidental. Um, but, you know, it does kind of it does kind of seem like maybe Prince was thinking about one day retiring and, you know, maybe just releasing a few more albums and then calling it a day. Like the idea that he's, you know, he's thinking about something else um, and also the fact that he's, you know, wants to find his way back home, um, you know. And then we kind of get to the, the, the verse that I think is kind of the, the most interesting out of this, um, which is, you know, most people in this world were born dead, but I was born alive um and i love the way he says alive it's like one of my favorite things yeah. on this album just the way that he sings it um and then he says i was born with this dream with a dream outside my head that i could find my way back home and you know this idea of everybody else being born dead and prince being born alive like again um it does feel like the opposite of kind of like the the first affirmation <laughs> like prince is saying almost yeah it does you know everybody else is just going around in their lives and they're just, you know, born dead. But I'm, I am the one who is born alive. I know I can see the different, you know, the difference. I, I am different to everybody else. Uh, it feels, I don't know, it feels wonderfully kind of Prince kind of egotistical. Like <laughs> the fact that he's the no. one that was born alive is, is oh, wonderful. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, let me think about this. I actually, my job, I'm an acting coach for young people. I coach a lot of teenagers. And this is the way teenagers talk. Teenagers talk about like, you know, uh, hey, you know, I don't belong here. You know, uh, most people are, you know, in dead end jobs. I'm not like that. You know, I'm a, I'm a person who is, I'm special, and you know, and 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 you know, my all my, you know, other people and not my friends, but other people are born dead, and they're like, they're boring, and they 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 want a dead end job, and I'll never have a dead end job, and you know, it has that kind of like young person kind of feel to it. Yeah, it yeah, it does kind of have like a, a teenage feel. Uh, also, interestingly enough, obviously, uh, there was a minor controversy when Prince covered the song Creep by Radiohead at Coachella. And people put it online and Prince obviously objected to this and demanded they take it down. And then Radiohead stepped in and said, no, 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 it's our song. People can put up a copy of you singing it if they wish, uh, because it's not a song that you own. You know, by all means, take down all your songs. Don't take down our songs. Um, and so there are, if you search for Prince Creep Coachella, that's, you know, for a while, that was probably one of the only YouTube videos you could find of Prince because obviously he took everything else down. Uh, but it's interesting because in that song, there is a very specific line. And that is a song that also sounds like, you know, a teenager talking, basically. Um, but the line, I don't belong here, is in Creep. Um, and so the, oh. the fact that Prince says here, you know, there are so many re reasons why I don't belong here that the, he doesn't sing it the same way as Tom York does, but there's, that's like, it's interesting that there's that line overlap and this is only, you know, this is like four or five years after he'd kind of um, had creep in his kind of set list as a regular thing. So it's kind of interesting that that's in the, that's kind of almost in his head a little bit. Um, okay. That's very interesting, but also it, what you just said about the, uh, what you just said about the song creep also, uh, you know, conflicts with the beginning of our affirmation, which is there is no me or mine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, 
you know, we have this, you know, Prince is talking about what he's going to do until he finds his way back home. Um, you know, and obviously people, people are born dead and Prince is born alive. Like you say, a very kind of teenager feel. Um, and I do kind of like, you know, after he's got the whole, you know, my, my way back, way back home, he then kind of says, is this the way? And then we get a little bit of a musical break. And I kind of, I kind of, I always love these kind of little Prince asides that he does in songs where he kind of gives himself a little break after kind of just asking a question or something. Um, and then we kind of get the the kind of, I don't know if I can call it like another verse or whatever it is. The structure of this song is very odd, but this kind of power to the ones who could raise a child like me is such a, it's such a wonderful kind of, I don't know, almost not self-aware statement. Because it's, it's almost like Prince is saying, I was a handful as a child and I was a very difficult child. Um, and, you know, power to my parents for putting up with me, you know, because I cannot imagine what like a, you know, a 13 year old Prince would have been like and how kind of out of control he would have been. Um, so I, I kind of like how there's a there's almost this kind of I don't know maybe if he's self aware or not self aware I don't know but that statement of power to the ones who could raise a child like me is such a and also the way Prince sings it is it's so kind of wonderful um, you know and of course the path was set but if you look the truth will set us free again that it feels like we we are kind of in a more religious thing um, you know and even the kind of I've heard about happy endings but it's still a mystery. Um, you know, let me tell you about me again, completely going against the whole me and mine thing from the earlier affirmation. Um, and then he finishes by saying, I'm happiest when I can see uh, my way back home. And I love the kind of the high note on the sea as well. It's just such a, a wonderful, um, you know, uh, such a wonderful kind of vocal performance from Prince. Um, and then we kind of get the restatement of, you know, can you see my way back home? And that's how we finish the song. I live, I live, uh, like I said, I'm, I live in Hollywood Boulevard and, and there's a, an art gallery on Sunset Boulevard, and um, there is uh, Owen. You know Owen, the first um, producer of. I mean, the first um, manager of Prince. Owen Husney. He did a book signing there. Yeah, yeah. He he did a book signing there not too long ago, and um, Andre Simone went there. Okay, and Andre Simone talked about because um, you know it seems power to the ones, power to the ones who raise a child like me. Um, I was thinking around this time that. Um, Andre's mother, who really basically raised Prince, you know, she um, actually passed away and he had talked about how Prince had come to the hospital and that was the first time they had seen each other in years. So I, I kind of thought that those lyrics were about her more than about her, his parents. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't mean like parents in the strict kind of biological sense, but just the people who who put up with raising teenage Prince, basically, who, whoever was around, because obviously he, he was between two or three different homes, wasn't he, at that time, so... Um, but right. yeah, just that's why he says the ones and not like, you know, power to my parents or anything like that. So uh, it's just the ones who could raise a child like me. But yeah, I, uh, I also like that it's kind of that's kind of a big plural, isn't it? It's like power to the ones, however many that is, four or five people, six or seven, you know, like uh, however, however many it took to contain the ego of a, of a teenage prince. Um, but yeah, right, and also right. this kind of, you know, the truth will set us free. Again, that feels like a kind of, you know, may you live to see the dawn type kind of affirmation. Um, you know, obviously the truth also being, you know, a wonderful acoustic album as well. So, you know, maybe a little bit of a shout out to Prince's previous album. Uh, I doubt he's plugging an album from like 15 years earlier, but I would like to think that I would like to think that that's a that's a little kind of nod to that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Right, and right. The kind of the statement of I'm happiest when I can see my way back home. Like you say, it could be, um, you know, a Christian idea of, you know, finding heaven or it could be a literal exhausted musician just happy to kind of get back to paisley park and you know his own bed you know like it could it can be either idea um 
you know, they they both would kind of fit. But yeah, there is a there's a lot of kind of spirituality within this song um, that I think kind of sets it apart a little bit from you know some of the other tracks on this album um you know like a song like clouds which obviously features you know leanne the havers is about surprising woman in the shower like there's no kind of spiritual undertones <laughs> to that like you know just getting some flowers right. for your woman like it's it's very kind of you know earthly whereas this does feel like it has a, a slightly different kind of you know philosophical bent to it um you know and then when we come back for affirmation three we kind of have um, you know, this is the part that kind of mostly reminds me of, you know, uh, the ending of Vanilla Sky, like kind of, um, you know, a kind of unconscious Tom Cruise, you know, a thousand years in the future or wherever he is being told by a, a, a you know, a voice, um, you know, what to do. Um, and I like that Prince doesn't reply. And obviously, we, you know, we find this out because, you know, now we can communicate telepathically like that is the, <laughs> you know, that's how it happens. Um, and I, I like the kind of, you know, like a particular I mean, I, I always love when people refer to him as Mr. Nelson. And so it, it's nice. It's nice to get to Leanne Havas here saying, you know, how are you feeling today, Mr. Nelson? I always, you know, like Prince kind of embracing that whole Mr. Nelson thing was always one of my favorite things about, you know, kind of the, the last kind of decade of his life. Um, just like that's his formal kind of designation instead of just Prince is like Mr. Nelson. Um, and so, you know, we're getting this telepathic co communication again. I don't know that there is really an affirmation in here, um, but there's a, there's a few kind of interesting ideas because, you know, the first half it is just kind of the exp explanation of the adjustment period and t telepathic communication. And then um, there's, a you know, the kind of the until I find my way back home kind of comes back in um, and, we we get kind of the final statement on this album, which is you've probably felt for many years in your former life you were separate, not only from others, but even from yourself. Now you can see this was never the case. You are actually everything and anything you can think of. Uh, all of it is you. Um, and I, I don't know, but that is like such a beautiful idea. Like, <laughs> And I, also it's kind of, it sounds like Prince admitting as well that he's, you know, always felt a little bit apart, uh, you know, which is, understandable you know like he was it was notorious for being in the studio and working so quickly that other people couldn't keep up with him um you know there were some albums in the 80s where they would just rotate you know engineers in and out because prince was working for 24 48 hours and they would kind of get exhausted right. after eight so this kind of separation that prince has had it's kind of interesting that it takes leanne to have this kind of admitting it for us and saying you know you felt separate from everyone. And then this kind of beautiful expression of, you know, now you can see that was never the case. Like, you know, and maybe that's just an admit, you know, at this point in an admission, like 30 something albums in that, you know, people kind of embraced Prince and became his family and his friends. And, you know, through kind of his music, he's not separate from everybody else. You know, that might be the thing that separates him, you know, as a kind of musical genius, but it also connects him to an audience and, you know, that is kind of almost what she seems to be saying here. At least that's always my interpretation of it, um, you know. And then it, it finishes with, I mean, you know, a wonderful way to finish the album. Remember, there is only one destination and that place is you. All of it. Everything is you. Um, and obviously in the lyrics, the U is just the letter U. Um, because, you know, obviously Prince. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just right, I right, kind of right. love how it finishes the album out with this kind of positive. I guess maybe that's the affirmation. You know, the only really the only destination is you. Maybe that's the third affirmation. But we never kind of get it explicitly stated. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just I kind of love affirmation three as a kind of a way to round out the album and listening to all three, you know, as one affirmation one and two way back home and affirmation three. You do kind of get a kind of disjointed picture, I'd say <laughs> like way back home is 
kind of doesn't feel like it fits but just in terms of the music and everything it's it's kind of a wonderful experience to kind of listen to those songs all one after the other um you know not least because of leanne lahavis's kind of narration and the wonderful background vocals um you know from way back home and you know the uh there is a, a unreleased track of maybe the maybe the original track though prince fault doesn't acknowledge it uh, that's floating around the internet which is what the original song was before it was edited and it's interesting that in the original song the actual lyrics i mean the affirmation are not in the same order as they are on the album okay so i i went through and checked that and and it's all there's nothing extra in terms of the lyrics but he actually has them a little different and it's actually a little clearer so i would um, ask everyone to check up that and see if they can find that on the internet. It's they call it the Way Back Home extended version. Uh, really, it's a Way Back Home, I believe, original version. And check that out, and you can kind of hear how they're put together a little, to me, clearer because of the order in the original version. And you know, the song finishes with just a couple of you know Way Back Homes, and that's you know that's the end of the album. Uh, that's the end of these three tracks. And uh, I don't know, like in terms of rating these, I think, um, I mean, I never really rate segues. Uh, I purposely give them zero out of five on iTunes so they don't pop up in any shuffles. Um, and, and I always have done for the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years, however long I've had iTunes. Um, so I'd say affirmation one or two, I can't really grade. Uh, but I would say for me, Way Back Home is uh, an easy four out of five. Um, and I would say the same for Affirmation 3, 4 out of 5. You know, I, I think just overall, I would say the two of them back to get back, I would say maybe 5 out of 5. But, you know, as individual tracks split up across the album, I think, uh, you know, for me, they're both clear 4 out of 5s. I would, I would definitely agree with that, though I do kind of still hate those lyrics about, you know, I was born alive and you were born dead. I think that's just... <laughs> uh... Yeah, I mean, that's why it's not a 5 out of 5, uh, you know. If, if some of the lyrics were slightly, I mean, if the lyrics were a bit more kind of, if they fit with affirmation one a bit more, then maybe, maybe a five out of five. But for me, I probably can't go any higher than a four. Uh, but still, I don't know. I, I still really love listening to the both, both that and affirmation three. Um, you know, just kind of the vocal performances alone, you know, from Delilah and Leanne Le Havis and, you know, Prince. I, you know, this is a thing that you know, kind of became common for Prince in his last kind of like decade or so, uh, is he mainly had kind of female bands. Uh, obviously, Third Eye Girl being the best example of that. Um, but just even here, you know, all the all the backing vocals are being provided by women. And I think they really kind of enhance, you know, Prince obviously had a, very, a kind of high vocal range anyway. So they really blend well with his voice, um, you know. And I don't know, it just it, like it feels to me like there was maybe some things in there that Prince was kind of getting out and just kind of do like having Leanne Le Havis kind of say it maybe maybe just a little bit easier for him. <laughs> so he, he maybe didn't have to kind of... A, well, it yeah. definitely does. It's so beautiful. Her voice is yeah. beautiful. Uh, is there anything else that you think we need to cover about these songs? No, I don't. I don't think so. I think uh, I would recommend that people do look for that uh, unreleased track because I think it's kind of fun to see how the edit, how he changed the edit and the order. Uh, okay, well then, let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug? Well, I have a Facebook page uh, called Our. It used to be called My Prince Collection. Um, it was a, a, all the different. I've been a Prince uh, collector since 1982, and uh, I have a, lots of vinyls and 
CDs and cassettes, so I would post them. Uh, but I also have a lot of digital, um, just magazine covers and stuff that I've gotten from all different sources on the internet. And then so I changed the title to Our Prince Collection because I, it's like I want to say to the community, this is Our Prince Collection. These are not like just magazines for one person, you know, and I find them from all different places. Of course, housequake.com, which I love. They're fantastic. And I post them all over Facebook and all over just so a lot of young people, they don't know things that happened, and I think that's really kind of cool. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you can email us, not sure where you would, at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. Uh, thanks once more for being my guest here on this uh, extremely extended multiple song. I mean, this is a first. I don't think I've really ever, co- I've never covered three songs all at once. <laughs> Uh, so thanks for joining me uh, to do that today, Chambers. Well, it's been a blast. There is and really otherwise, only one destination, and that place is you. All of it, everything is you.